Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today and my co-host is Robert. How are you? I am good. It's uh, not been a fun couple of last days. Uh, we finally got our first big snow here in where I live in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's not a big deal, but the problem was is that it snowed when I got home. Yep. And then it was Sunday, so you know I didn't go out and do anything and you know get anything done. And so Monday rolls around, I forget about the fact that it had snowed over the weekend, and I go warm up my car, flip the windshield wipers to wash to get the snow off the windshields, and right. I obliterated my one of my windshield wiper blades. Oh, I mean the thing just <laughs> fell apart into about fifteen pieces, which isn't a bad thing. I mean it's not a big big deal. I mean as fixes go, it's probably the most benign fix you can have. It was just especially for a 50, car. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, especially for a car, but it was $50 that I didn't really want to spend, but yeah. I had to spend because, you know, we're getting into snow season here, and you kind of need wiper blades for snow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's been, you know, a good break. We've had a nice long break from uh, podcasting, even though we've had a hu- bunch of stuff, you know, banked up so that we could keep uh, uh, a launch schedule going and keep content coming out, so that was always fun. Yep. When I finished for the break i had 14 scheduled pieces coming up because i looked at the calendar right and i thought like nothing's coming out in january i'm gonna like fill up all these uh not every day but like one thing every couple of days on like a monday and a wednesday and then we're getting to the new year and i'm like okay star trek good place and all these other things um and uh did like you know titans and all that kind of stuff we'll talk about that a bit later in housekeeping but uh yeah we still got some things that are actually scheduled still to come out because I thought this month was just going to be dead. So, But I still had other things I wanted to uh, put out there. So we did that as well. Um, yeah, we had a bit of a technical issue starting up. Basically, Skype kept crashing. Um, which is not good. Everything seems to be working now, which is good. I had to fully restart the laptop and fully reinstall Skype. So uh, a bit of an awkward start. But we're here now. We're ready to talk about some games. Um, yeah, I had, I had a good break. We've been off for uh, almost exactly a month. It was the week before the 21st, which was our last Gaming Talk podcast. Um, we're back now, it's the 15th today, uh, and that sort of thing. And um, we're halfway through January, so we're almost to February, so <laughs> one of the 12 months is almost already gone, which is so yeah. weird that the year is moving this fast, but it is, and so we're just trying to keep up. Yep, yep. Um, but over the last, I guess, three, four weeks-ish, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been bouncing through a bunch of stuff. Uh, Game Pass on Xbox was on sale for a buck. Yep. So I went ahead and grabbed that because there was a game that was added to Game Pass that I really wanted to try. It's called, it's a long title, uh, Mutant Road Zero Road to Eden. Okay, I saw Um, that, yeah. uh, Not a bad game. Very, very odd in terms of gameplay because you, you pick up three characters Eventually, you get a fourth character, but you can only have three characters on the screen, so you got to rotate in and out when you want to. Uh, when you're not in combat, it's very much a normal open world, you know, similar to like Final Fantasy, whatever. Uh, when you get into combat, though, it turns into a tactical uh, turn-based shooter, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not an instant snap to where if you can see the enemy ahead of time and you can go into semi-stealth mode, then you can separate your party of three out and move them into different positions, you know, for you know sniping and whatnot. Okay. 
Uh, it's not a bad game. It's very, very linear in terms of your character progression. So, I mean, it's not 100% linear. You get a little bit of choice in it, but uh, you pretty much have one, you know, skill tree path that you go down. And then there's one, like, what I call a health tree pact, where if you spend your skill points, uh, you get more hit points, uh, which it keeps very, very low. Uh, like, I'm... When I quit playing it, because uh, I was kind of gotten my experience out of it and kind of done with it, it, my biggest character had like 15 hit points, okay. which is not a lot, but it's you know better than nothing. Um, it's a weird sort of like low grade hybrid between XCOM and Fallout, which is not a bad thing. I'm a big fan of both of those franchises, but it's one of those things that it, you can definitely tell it was made on a budget. Which again right. is not a bad thing. Um, sometimes limitations give you force you to, uh, you know, do things in unique ways. But you can tell it's very, very old school. Like um, when you're in the main hub city to get like you know new gear upgrades, things like that. You don't actually walk around to different places. You just move the cursor to the store for whichever one you're going to do, and then highlight that, and then you get a really quick text. And then you do your upgrade. So it's very, very minimal on some of the uh, ac- interactions between your party and doing upgrades and doing quests and things like that, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely fine. It's just one of those things that it kind of caught me off guard with that. Um, not a bad game. I mean, definitely worth my $1 worth of money. Right. right. I probably <laughs> wouldn't buy it at at $40, but you know, if it was over on sale for like a 10 bucks, I might buy it. So it's in my library to have. Okay. Um, but outside of that, you know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of uh, horizon zero dawn, a little bit of fallout 76. I'm still trying to play that a bit. (laughs) Um, I mean, they, Bethesda is definitely burning through all their goodwill at an alarming rate, but it's, it's still there. It's still in my library. It's still something I play every now and then. Oh, if you just a uh, quick little uh, yeah thing to say. Um, if you hate Fallout seventy six, which a lot of players do, and you want a good laugh, I implore you to go and check out Angry Joe's. Uh, not the hour review, the one that he's got that's forty minutes. He just absolutely piles on that game for the whole 40... I think it's like 45 minutes or something. And I, I was just having a good time just laughing at it. It was just... Oh, man. Because he's, he's called Angry Joe, but not all of his reviews are angry. Obviously, he does like games that he likes. But, like... Because he, cause he goes quite in-depth with certain things. And, obviously, with his, his reviews being video reviews as opposed to ours, which are podcast reviews, he's able to be like, oh, when this glitch happens, and then show you it. And then he can give you a response and that kind of thing. It's just, uh, it was so funny. It was so funny. Uh, I'll, I'll put a, maybe an embedded version of the of the video on on the post for this, uh, and you can check that out. Um, I haven't checked out his one hour review thing. I think that was like an after discussion when Bethesda came out and and gave a statement. I can't remember when that was, but I only checked out the uh, forty five minute review or whatever it was. So uh, it's just a good time. So um, cool. Uh, anything else that you you played? Uh, I mean, I've been playing a bunch of stuff. A uh, buddy of mine, uh, Don, who's on Twitch and Xbox as Skate Action DJ, you should definitely check him out. Uh, he's been coaching me a little bit on playing Moira for Overwatch, so I've been getting some of that in. I did make uh, comp level, so I've been doing some comp stuff. 
Uh, in terms of gamer score, I did pass 75,000, which was a goal of mine to pass before the end of the year, which I did do. Cool. So that's always cool to make a goal. I don't know what mine is, my gamer score. I can't remember the last time I looked at it, um, but I'll find it out, I, guess, I suppose. So. Well, that's one of the things that I always uh, hype up about uh, Don is that in actual gamer score, he's under 4,000. But he's got just insane amount of hours in comp for mm-hmm. Overwatch. That's pretty much all he plays is he plays Overwatch and that's pretty much it. I honestly expect him to be on a setup pro team at some point within this year, easily within the next six months. Yeah. For him to be playing for actual money money. Uh he's just that damn good. I mean there's no two ways around it. And he's been giving me some coaching tips, a few things that, you know, aren't any in any of the wikis and aren't any of like the official stuff, but are things that if you're playing the game you should know mm-hmm. and i am getting better with that and when he does go live with twitch which he didn't do a whole lot a lot over the holiday break but he says he's going to get back into now so mm-hmm. i definitely checked him out and i did post a thing on the facebook page when he went live yeah with that's in a the, couple uh, of the things that's in the group if you click on the um yeah literally if you go on the the link or you open your show notes fully uh, and you click on facebook group that will take you over there and then you can join uh if you have facebook installed on the app it should take you over there sometimes facebook doesn't do that same with twitter uh but if you just search for entertainment talk there's the group in the page you can join uh i would accept you as long as you're nice obviously uh and with you can like the page and that sort of stuff and then check out everything that's on there um yeah, and definitely check out the Facebook page because I'm always paranoid about doing anything on the website that I might screw something up and accidentally change something. So okay. anything that is on my end, I'm always going to post it first to the Facebook page. Cool. So definitely check that first for anything that I do. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, you know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, just kind of bouncing all over the place. But I know you've been playing some fun stuff. I certainly have. Uh, so I talked... Um, I, I was in that period when, like, in the second half of last year, where I was like, I'm looking for a PS3, got one of those, and then I was like, I'm looking around for a, a PSVR system, which was afterwards, uh, and I ended up getting one of those. Um, it's uh, I it's funny because I went back and checked out uh, kind of funny's uh, review on on the PS I Love You XOXO podcast, the old their old PlayStation podcast. First of all, it's funny to go back and see like, hey, Colin's just there, there, and it's normal. Um, and second of all, I did check out the episode when it came out, was it two, three years ago, but obviously I didn't have a VR system then. And it's funny to go back and have the different perspective to see like, okay, now that I've actually experienced this system, I can actually connect a bit more with the things that they're saying. Because especially, especially when you're talking about a VR game, there's a big difference, and I know this now, there's a big difference between hearing about it and actually like literally seeing it in front of your face. Um, it's a really, really great system. I think that one of the things you have to remember with it is that when you've got the big AAA games, uh, so if you have something like Astrobot as opposed to something like Tumble, uh, there is definitely different levels of blurriness, because um, sometimes I'll play Astrobot for a little bit, and then the next day I'll go and play Tumble, and Tumble definitely has more blurriness, because usually if I, if I put on the... <coughs> the headset i sort of sit there for a minute and and muck about with it make sure it's straight and comfortable and all that kind of stuff and then there's always just a noticeable extra little bit of blur with certain games like when you go into astrobot and like you like you wipe the uh, lenses and you put it on your head properly and, and everything like that 
Um, and there's a certain, you know, the, I don't know if you've seen like pictures of the system, but the bit at the back, the strep thing, there's a certain like spot sort of on the back of my head, and I guess everybody probably has it. There's just that little sweet spot where it fits really nicely. If you otherwise you have it too high or too low, and you do have that thing of the first what five ten minutes when you're playing, you will sit there and move that thing up and down until you get it comfortably, and then when maybe twenty minutes passes, you'll just be in the game, uh, sort of thing. Uh, the first day trying it was really difficult. It was just because it's just this weird thing for my brain to adjust to. Because it's not just you as a person and your eyes. Your brain has to has to like know what the hell this thing is and like why there's a screen on your head and why you're sort of uh, you know basically immersed in looking into a different world essentially. Um, so the first day was quite difficult. I I didn't like throw up, but I got a little bit sick, a little bit dizzy sort of thing i kind of expected it and then some people said like hey just kind of like ease into it and um uh you know don't try to play for too long don't play for too short amount of time uh, either but just uh just sort of take your time with it and and don't play anything too crazy um i've seen some people talking about uh rigs i think it's called which is apparently one of the worst vr games out there in terms of like just dizziness and and it sort of being motion sick and that sort of stuff um Obviously, one of the other tips which I didn't follow, which is uh, when you start with it, don't don't stand up. You always you want to you want to sit down with this thing as much as possible because it's not like with Connect where you have to maybe like move your legs to kick off a football or something. It's it's literally just like your thing has to track you and track your controller and your headset. As long as it's tracking that and you have the room to m to move around, you can easily sit down. Uh, I've had it set up for. A couple of weeks where I sit on my my bed and I've got the camera on top of the PS4 and in front of the TV and it it all's just kind of sort of very straight. Um, but yeah, once basically once you get into the rhythm of playing on it and you get used to certain games, because obviously when you try a new game, you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. You don't know how the game's going to load. Um, there's this bit at the start of Astro Bolt which isn't very good, where um, you load the game and it gives you this like big white flashing screen. Um, doing a lot of loading screens, I just advise you to to close your eyes when you when you start it, unless you get familiar with a game and you know what's going to come up in terms of loading screens and stuff. Um, Moss did the same thing. I played a demo of uh, Moss on either the first or the second demo. I can't remember which which one it is. There's two uh, demos out there that are free on the PlayStation Store, and it does this bit where you're in first person. You're opening this like. Um, magic book or something and you flip this one page and then this bright light comes out at you um, once you get past those kinds of things and you get into the rhythm of whatever game you're playing because all the games are very different for like the motion and how how zoomed in and out certain things are um, you should get along with it just fine uh, but no I got into like the sort of end of the first world start of the second world for uh, Astrobot and just really really loved it um, I've streamed. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I've streamed a bunch of it, and I've got some videos coming out in the next couple of weeks. I can't actually remember when I scheduled them for, but they'll be coming out soon. Uh, I think one is scheduled for the 16th. I can't remember. I think I did a Wednesday and a Tuesday for 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 them as well. Uh, the two best games that I've played so far are the uh, the London Heist thing and uh, Astrobot is definitely up there. I like Tumble VR just for a little relaxing sort of little puzzle game, but there is an odd amount of a sort of blurriness to it. And uh, sometimes you have to lift your neck up a little bit and stuff like that. So that game can be a little bit off, but it's still uh, pretty good and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, and uh, speaking of which, with uh, PS4 and VR, one of the games that I picked up over the break was Tetris Effect. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I 
messaged you about this. I don't know what the equivalent. I think it's EB Games in the UK, but uh, GameSpot in the US had that game on sale for half off during mm-hmm. the uh, holiday break, which I went ahead and absolutely grinned because I'm a huge Tetris fan, and you know, half off is half off. And normally, games like that, I kind of mock the whole. You know, this game, you know, involves flashing particles. Yeah. You know, be careful with seizures. Normally, I mock that because very rarely does that ever come into play. But this game is one of those few that it will absolutely give you a seizure if you have that as an issue with this game. 100%, especially if you play it in VR, because holy crap, does this game just blow you away with the particle effects. It is absolutely ridiculous. The kind of particle effects this game shows, um, even despite that, it's a great game. It's uh, a story-based, well, semi-ish level, you know, progression story-based Tetris game. Absolutely worth the $19.99 they paid for it. It's not worth the um, $39.99, so if you don't see it on a sale for half off or better... Uh, don't pick it up, but anything you know, half off or better, absolutely pick it up. It's a great cool. game, a very visually appealing. But man, that will completely give you a seizure if you're playing it in VR. It is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I haven't actually. W- weirdly, I, I saw in um, in a lot of the podcasts I listen to towards the end of the year, like the game of the year discussion, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, for different podcasts out there. Uh, a lot of them mentioned uh, Tetris effects, but I've not actually seen any of it, so um, I'm sort of out, out out of the loop on that one a little bit, if you will. Um, but it's not something I have the immediate interest to do to play. Um, but I'm trying to just like finish Astro Bot. I'm like halfway through it, and I'm just really enjoying that game at the moment. Um, it's a little bit difficult to get into at the start because when you move uh, forward in Astrobot, your camera moves forward with you, and it can be a little, a little jarring in the in the first couple of levels. Um, also, something that I sort of thought of, and I think I said this in one of the videos, uh, the Moss and Astrobot style of games, which is essentially where you're looking into a world and you're doing these platforming things. Um, a Crash Bandicoot game like that would be really cool. Um, like maybe for some sort of future game and that sort of stuff and it would probably have to be exclusive to to psvr uh or to playstation 4 i guess because uh, there would you know if it was on um switch there'd be no vr sort of support things for that but uh i i just as i was going through Astrobot and i was like huh this could be a little bit sort of like a crash or even a mario type type game one of those sort of platformers so uh that would be really cool as well um, but there's so many little touches with the VR thing that are, that are really cool. There's, um, like, as I was going through the levels in Astrobot, some of the way things are, are lit and sort of coloured and all that kind of thing, just, I, I was really amazed at the quality uh, at certain points. There's actually, I think in the last Astrobot video I did, I sort of stopped for a minute and looked around, obviously, because you can look around and behind you. And I was just completely amazed at how, how good it looked, so... Um, there's definitely a difference between like if you're playing maybe an indie uh, developer's game and a AAA budget game. There's definitely going to be some visual and some sort of blur uh, differences because of like budget and stuff like that. So um, the one game I really really struggled to play and didn't actually get through. Uh, actually, there was two of them. Uh, Drive Club VR. Just even when I was sitting down, just couldn't really handle the sort of motion of the car. Uh, another game I did actually stream it as well is uh, 
firewall zero hour really really like the um, shooting mechanics for it but the movement mechanics I found to be pretty horrible and it's a bit intimidating when sure there's you know we've all probably shot like terrorist dressed characters in in games or in those sorts of stories but it's quite intimidating to see that in VR um, like a person who literally looks like they're in front of you and pointing a gun at you and trying to shoot you. There's a bit of a, do you get what I mean? There's a bit of a, a of a, uh, a difference there. Um, and in that level as well, they're like throwing flashbangs at you and I just had to sort of quit. It was just a bit too jarring. But do you get what I mean? How you could like be in VR and see this person, uh, who's dressed like that and sort of pointing a gun at you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> intimidating. There's also this bit in there where you're you're setting up the level and your character design, and your character is in front of you. If that makes sense, that your version of the character is that you're going to play is in front of you, and when you're aiming to look at the different menus, your character is moving his gun, and when you're aiming sort of near the middle and you look over to the right and you see him. It looks like he's pointing at you. So some things in that game they just didn't get right. But the shooting mechanics are good. So I don't know what to say about that. Um, but I'm sure I'll have more to say once I finish uh, Astrobot and, and everything like that. I'm sure I'll do a review of the system and of uh, Astrobot itself. So uh, that's that. Uh, I know Beat Saber is a really, really uh, popular um, VR game. But I haven't got a chance to, uh, to play that yet. So um some other games that i want I've, we've only got the two pieces of news i think well, i've got two we have one of that's the same and you have a couple of other bits but there's a couple of games i just want to run through that i played over the breaks so obviously the psvr was the kind of big highlight but i couldn't play it for two weeks straight because i would have i don't know something bad would have happened um that's also the thing is like don't play this every day try and play that if and the most play this for like four hours over a period of two days but then it depends on your sensitivity your sensitivity might be a lot better than mine so i don't know um, but also try not to go too long without playing it because then you might sort of get out of it a bit if you know what I mean. Uh, Persona 5 I jumped back in a little bit and liked what I played. Really cool but I've heard some rumours about it coming to Switch and I'd much rather have that as an on the go game. So I'm going to get back to that at some point or when it gets announced for Switch because I'm sure it will be. I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe that will be like an E3 thing. Um, Super Mario Bros. Deluxe U this was one of the games that was announced during that um the watch along thing that we did uh, for mm-hmm. the, the last direct they did, that they did, not the obviously not the Smash directs that they did, but the other ones. Um, yeah, it's just got that marrow problem where I just got bored a little bit too easily. It's maybe a little bit more child sort of focused or, or family fro- friendly sort of focused than some of the than the Mario uh, Brothers three. You know the NES ones that are in, on the uh, classic subscription. It's just a little bit different to that and. I just still don't like the way that Mario moves, so I uh, just couldn't really get into that, so I didn't continue. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, you said that you had the, the issue with when you couldn't swing on the uh, the uh, pole thing to get past the level. Uh, yeah. With that, did you ever go back to it? No, I never went back. I mean, you and I chatted off yeah. podcast to where there's apparently a double jump, but I can't remember the last time there was actually ever a double jump in a Tomb Raider game that didn't yeah, involve like weird. a wall. Yeah. Very, very weird. So, yeah, you know, it, yeah, I sort of jumped under the pole. Or, or, yeah, you jump towards it and then you have to press X again and then you you uh, swing across. It did take me a couple of goes to, to figure that out though because I was like, oh, I'll just grab onto this thing and swing across it. So I totally get what you, what you were talking about. And I was like, oh, is this the bit that Robert was talking about because there's the tsunami thing right at the start. 
Um, but I got past it. But that game really just kind of fell off towards the end and I didn't finish it. But I saw the ending. So um, it's still good for an action game, although it's got more puzzle elements this time. Uh, Walking Dead Episode 4, not Episode 4, Episode 3 came out today. I haven't finished the episode yet because I was just jumping around and doing a bunch of different stuff today. Um, it's oddly quite a poor episode. This this penultimate third episode. Um, it's of course uh, Skybound Games has, has taken over. Telltale's no longer involved. Um, but it th- these characters basically talk about an event that's coming up and that you have to do, and it just takes too long to get there. I've gotten to that story beat and I'm in that little story arc, if you if you will. Um, but it just takes a bit too long to get there and the journey to that piece isn't great but once you get there things kind of kind of kick off so that's uh okay um the fourth episode has been given a uh, date it's like march 24th or 26th and that will be the final episode as well uh shovel not shovel knight why do i write shovel knight uh hollow knight i jumped into and played a bit of that found it to be good it looks really good the gameplay is really good now i just found it to be very basic um, and maybe it's one of them games that sort of evolves and I'll get different weapons and stuff, but uh, I'll jump back to it at some point. It just felt very basic and I just got a bit bored with it fairly quickly. But I can see the appeal and I'll I'll try and uh, go back to that at some point. Uh, Fortnite jumped into it yesterday, just can't seem to play it on the Switch for some reason. So I'm going to try it on the PS4, uh, on the controller there, um, and uh, see how that goes. But um, they've added like planes and zip lines and all sorts of things and you can... Um, get in the plane and you can do some like fights in the air and that kind of thing so the game really just continues to evolve and be really good so that's great as well uh, Darksiders 3 I jumped into for a bit a good game very good like an interesting gameplay a little bit Dark Souls-esque although a lot of games are, have been given that sort of label lately um, but just found the story and the characters and the main character to just be very off she seems sort of bored with herself um, and like there's this line at the start of the game where it's like oh if only I could find some some demons to hunt or something and I was like okay so I just I just didn't really get into that but the gameplay is pretty fun so if you want a sort of switch your brain off podcast listen to a uh, game with some hack and slash sort of action Dark Siders is going to be kind of for you uh, played the Resident Evil 2 demo um, which came out was that this week or was that last week I think that was, yeah that was this last, week last, last week Friday yeah because uh, it came out when uh, Good Place was was on the uh, January le- the eleventh, um, that really was quite blown away with how how good it was. I was really quite into it, and I enjoyed that th- that thirty minutes of gameplay is better than the entirety of Resident Evil Five. Um, it's not really fair to compare compare to Resident Evil Seven. That's a very different game. But for some reason, I played and finished Resident Evil Five. It was really bad. Uh, but yeah, jumping into Resident Evil 2, this remake of the, of the demo, just remarkably better in in every single way. The controls are really good and smooth, uh, and I did do a uh, a gameplay video for that. Um, uh, did did you try the the demo for this? No, but that's really more because I've never had that much of an interest in the Resident Evil franchise in mm-hmm. general. Um, I'm not disparaging anybody that likes it i mean if right. you like it more power to you but it's just not a franchise that's ever grabbed me okay um but yeah the demo is free out there at the moment the game comes out on the 25th which is next friday yeah next friday uh not this friday uh punisher comes out this friday though so uh that should be fun um 
yeah, but really, really enjoyed the demo a lot, and I did a gameplay for that. Uh, basically, the it's called a one-shot demo. Uh, basically, you start the demo, you get thirty minutes to uh, to play through it. If you die, you have to go back to the start, and if you run out of time, you fail. Basically, uh, so you have to get to the end of a certain certain story piece or or whatever. So uh, that was really good as well. Um, all right, I think that's all the stuff we want to talk about for the things that we've played. Let's move into some news that we have. Uh, actually, let's move in some housekeeping. That's what comes first, so we'll do that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile. Send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Good Place, yes, like I said, came back last week, Friday, for the uh, 11th of January. Uh, NBC in the US and Netflix in the UK on the Friday, the next day, or the next morning, literally. Literally, like, a a few hours after, I guess you could say. Uh, Very good return to the season. There's only actually two episodes left. We thought that there was four episodes, but, uh, because it was a 13-episode season, but the first episode, the the premiere for the season was actually a double, so it's only going to be 12 episodes for, for the season. Uh, so we've only got two weeks left of that. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is coming back for season two this week. Uh, on uh, is it is it still on that CBS All Access thing? Yeah, Star it's Trek. on the CBS on All Access. If you uh, do the basic thing to where you just log in, mm-hmm. you can see the last episode. But if you're behind and you need to stream a couple episodes behind, you can't do that unless you pony up some money, which I refuse to do. Hmm. So. This is something I've got a little bit like I have a question about when let's say it's on it's on that on that Thursday let's let's say it's on eight or nine o'clock what is actually on on CBS at that time is it like Big Bang or something and then you have to like, you basically have a week to get it watched if you if you're not up to speed then you're screwed if you're up to speed and you just miss that day and okay. you see it for and that's basically for any CBS show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically have seven days to catch up to it. If you're past that seven days and you need to see an episode before you want to watch the episode that's available on the app, you can't unless you buy the all-access thing, which 
And I'm a fan of Star Trek, and I'm a fan of a lot of things in general. There's several shows that are on CBS that I'm falling behind on that I haven't caught up with just because I don't want to pay that money to do that. How how much is it? It's like 10 bucks a month, which isn't a lot, but when you combine that with the fact that I have Hulu as a streaming service and Amazon as a streaming service and Netflix as a streaming service... Although I might drop Netflix as a streaming service because they're raising their prices again. Hmm. At least here in the U.S., it's going to be $13 a month just for the basic service. And I don't watch Netflix enough to really do that. Okay. Um, I, I buy guess, the... I guess you could do the thing the, where like, you subscribe for the month and then binge a load of stuff and then cancel it. I guess you could still do that. So. Yeah, yeah. I buy the Hulu because that's all, all the TV channels except for CBS. So... Um, ABC, C- uh, Fox, pretty much anything except CBS is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And then Amazon, I already have as the Amazon Prime feature. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about that too much. So basically, I, I'm not, I haven't canceled it yet, but I might do that. So Okay. Well, Punisher is coming on Friday. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Alright, so yeah, Star Trek and uh, Good Place are either back or coming back, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, What else is there? True Detective uh, came back this week um, after three and a half years off? It's been a while. About that, yeah. It's been a long while. Yeah, yeah, because season season two was the year after season one, wasn't it? And then season two was terrible and HBO said, let's wait (laughs) to to start this again. Um, Because it's an anthology series and you can... uh, My advice is watch season one, just skip season two and then watch season three. Uh, But there was a double episode this week for the premiere of season three uh, for episodes one and two. Really, really good stuff so far. Basically, my plan is the same as Doctor Who, which is do the uh, premiere. So I did do both of the episodes uh, and full spoilers for that as well. Uh, and then I'm going to come back and review the season, which will only be in about six weeks because there's only six episodes left. So because uh, it's eight for the season, two have already happened. So uh, that will be ending. I can't remember what day it is in February, but at some point in February. Uh, speaking of February, Walking Dead comes back soon. We'll be doing a preview podcast for that. Uh, also in the True Detective podcast, I did some Game of Thrones talk. Uh, just off the little teaser thing and my sort of general thoughts. Obviously, we'll have a preview podcast. Um, the week before April 14th, because that's the premiere date uh, of Game of Thrones, the final season. Only six episodes left for that, so uh, HBO's coming back with some good stuff. Uh, hopefully uh, Big Little Lies comes back soon as well. Um, what else did I do yesterday? There was something else. Uh, oh yes, I reviewed uh, Xbox's 2018. Um, so that was a, that's a written thing, so that was fun to do as well. Uh, Sons of Anarchy I recently finished alongside uh, House of Cards. So I did series reviews basically for both of those. And those are both out now as well. Uh, if you're listening on the... Uh, actually this episode won't be going out in that feed. Um, I have discontinued the old main iTunes feed and put a uh, episode in there explaining how to subscribe to the new feed. And that's only really important for those people subscribed to that feed. So, so if you're listening on the random gaming talk feed or the new main feed, uh, you have nothing to worry about. So, um, but those people will get the message in that feed and they'll, they'll they should know what to do. Uh, but I, I said that was going to be happening uh, in the new year when we got to the end of last year. Um, what else is there? I think there's a couple of other things. Uh, Titans, I finished the first season of that uh, this weekend. Uh, surprisingly short-ish. Some of the episodes are only like 40 minutes. Um, a bit disjointed, but I won't get too much into my review or reason as to why, because I did a whole podcast on it. Uh, no spoilers for that either, so you don't need to worry about that. Um, but it was pretty It was pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to season two. 
uh, whenever that will be. Uh, gaming talk is back this week, obviously. Uh, the DC shows come back soon, so those should be fun to do as well. Uh, iZombie has actually got a premiere date. It's May... Did I say the 5th and the 4th? It's the Thursday-Friday thing, same as the uh, other shows that I mentioned. But that won't be happening until May, so we'll see uh, when that comes back. Uh, and that's roughly what's going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Let's get into some news. Okay, I'll let you go first. Uh, you called this a week of breakups uh, when you yeah. messaged me. So, uh, yeah, I messaged you about... Broken up? Uh, <laughs> I'm calling 2018 for January the uh, month of divorce. Mm-hmm. You mean uh, the first? Yeah, 2019, yeah. the month of divorce for January. The first divorce is Bungie and Activision. Mm. Uh, Bungie and Activision have parted ways. Uh, Bungie is taking Destiny with them. They are assuming full publishing rights for the Destiny series from Activision. Uh, this will mark the end of an eight-year run between Bungie and Activision, although they did have wow. a 10-year contract. Uh, they ended it two years early, so you got to figure they paid a good chunk of money to get out of this thing two days early. Yeah, two years. Um, so, but they yeah. did uh, um, get a bunch of money from mm-hmm. a Chinese online developer to get out of that. They got something like $100 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, the article that I'm reading from uh, GameSpot is kind of vague on the actual specifics, but it's one of those things that if you look at some of the stuff with Bungie going even as far back as um, August, yeah. they've been talking about separating with Bungie, uh, with Activision for a while now, and they finally got enough uh, hedge fund money to get out of it, so they are gone. Uh, what this has to say with uh, Destiny 2 going in the future is anybody's guess because they are separated from the publisher and no idea for like any future DLC, any kind of future patches, updates, bug fixes, anything like that. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is just, it's not really you know, up for grabs, but they're not really talking outside of the fact that they have split. Right. Um, now it's I do of, know it's one that of the things where you'll never know the full full details. You'll know some stuff, but there'll be like you know things yeah. that you want to talk about. So yeah. Now uh, Destiny Two, the vanilla version, was a games plus with PS4. Did you ever get into it at all in a, on any level? No, I'll I'll probably never get into Destiny. So, uh, but I see what they were doing there with the whole plus thing, and then you buy that, and then you already have online anyway. So. Uh, it was a good gateway for people to get into it, but uh, I played some of Destiny One and some of Destiny Two, and it just never clicked. So, yeah, I played a lot of Destiny One. Um, I only played a little bit of Two when it was a uh, free play weekend on Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played enough to know that I didn't really need to play it. They still had the same problems of uh, no story, repetitive gameplay, repetitive like shooter looter mechanics, mm. um, things like that. Yeah. But it's one of those things that now that they're independent, hopefully they'll have the ability to do what they really, really want uh, with the game. But past that, it's not in my wheelhouse. So Yeah. Do you think uh, Microsoft is going to come in and buy, buy uh, Bungie? 
I mean, they could. Uh, ever for the longest time, for like the last five, ten years, it's been the joke that Microsoft has enough liquid cash to air condition hell if they wanted to. Uh, whether or not they dumped that kind of money, uh. I don't know. I mean, they bought so many studios recently, they don't really need it. Um, and with all the rumors for new consoles coming out within the next couple of years, um, they've already got their backwards compatibility locked down, which hopefully will be a feature a feature with PS5, but it's not guaranteed. Yeah. And if they don't do that with PS5, that is just shooting themselves in the foot if, head. If they don't do that with at least PS4 backwards compatibility, then there's some questions to be asked. So, uh, yeah, that's cause absolutely... Because sh- surely they should run it off the same thing, I guess you could say. Uh, I can't think of the right word right now, but um, surely they should run it off of the same thing to be able to play PS4 games. Yeah, the same platform. Yeah, yeah. And that's absolutely shooting themselves in the foot and the head if they don't <laughs> do that, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's interesting when you when you look at the situation and everything. Um, when I think of Activision, I just think about Crash because they, I guess, unfortunately own it. But then they own the game that remastered one of the games from my childhood, so I can't really complain on that front. Um, of course, Vicarious Visions is the developer. Hopefully, there's a Crash Four in development. Um, and hopefully they don't muck about with uh, Vicarious Visions. Uh, I forgot the name of this Toys for Bob, and then there's. Uh, I forgot the name of the team racing um, developer. It's like Binox or something. I can't remember the name of it. It's escaped my head. But you've got Toys for Bob and you've got uh, Vicarious Visions in there with both uh, Spyro and Crash. So um, that's that's mainly what I'm looking at for Activision stuff. I know there's got, they've got the relationship with uh, Blizzard as well, but I'm not all that clear on how that affects uh, Overwatch, which is a game I you know dip in and out of and stuff. So um, yeah. It's... It's hard telling with that. You, you you don't know until everything finishes shaking out, which you won't for at least another month. Yeah, yeah. Um, some some people have said like, hey, will there be microtransactions or loot boxes in like Crash Four? And it would be, it would be such a bad joke for them to like have crates in the game, which obviously they have in Crash, and then make them loot boxes in in some way. I can't think of many ways you could. I mean, I guess you could buy lives, and you could buy fruit and stuff like that, and you could make them buy levels and, and and stuff but I don't know um, I think if they were going to do that then future tents wouldn't have been free so uh, I don't know uh, but that's that's kind of where, where I stand with it I'm I'm excited for, for Bungie now though they've gotten away from, from this company and hopefully someone will, will help them a little bit or wh- whether they need help is not all that clear um, but uh, I'm sure Destiny is still in good hands so whether we'll get Destiny 3 this year or a new expansion I'm really not sure because I don't really follow that game enough. But you see, it seems like every September, I think they uh, usually have something new. So it's always uh, hard telling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, the second divorce is between GameStop and its own independence, according to the Wall Street t- Journal. Uh, two different companies are currently vying over GameStop to buy them. Uh, One is Sycamore Partners, and the other is Apollo Global Management. Uh, From the article that I'm reading on uh, IGN's website, uh, all three companies, GameStop, uh, Sycamore, and Apollo, have declined comment uh, for the purchase. But the the company, uh, GameStop, has been up for sale at least since October, Hmm. and there's been various options and uh, attempts to buy it since then. Uh, the company has been losing a ton of money. It lost almost half a billion dollars 
yeah. in the third quarter. But that's despite the fact that they sold so many consoles and so many games of Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, when that game came off. As we talked about earlier, that game had sold an insane amount of copies uh, yeah, during it was, its launch. I think it was 17 million, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, 17 like, million during the initial launch, like yeah. for the like, first week. Yeah. Uh, cool. So yeah, um, I mean, GameStop doesn't really affect me per se because I don't live in the in the country that it operates. But yeah, I think it's parent or it's like sister companies yeah. like EB Games. But I don't know if that would affect mm. anything or not. There's a, there's a company over here called Game, and they seem to run very very similar to what I've heard about GameStop. So, uh, but I haven't gone in gaming so long. Uh, I know this is taking things to uh off to the side a little bit, but. Uh, a lot of um, shops seem to be closing in the UK. Like you, you know, you know when you have like fifty different fashion shops in your local town, and you only need probably three of them. It's that sort of situation where the other forty odd are, are getting closed down. Um, it's very strange when I look at the UK and I see uh, CEX is a very popular uh, place. That's what they have a very good like trading system. Uh, Game Station I think is still open some places. HMV has closed down and opened so many times I've lost count. Um, and game is always has always always been the most expensive place to to buy games. They I've not seen a new game in there for cheaper than fifty five pounds since the Xbox One came out. Um, granted, I haven't been in there lately, so they might have changed, but I doubt it. But it, it's weird when I look around the UK and see all these like clothes shops shop uh, shutting down and stuff. That game is still open. It's still very strange to me because I don't know who is going in there and buying stuff. And whenever I have gone in there to uh to buy things or or even just to look around and see what they've got and stuff there's usually not many people in there and this is their online store which is keeping them open maybe so i don't know but uh yeah it's um yeah good luck to to everyone at gamestop hopefully uh, n- your new owners are nice to i suppose do you, do you go in there much in gamestop uh every now and then uh, mostly just to buy uh, steam uh digital cards uh because for whatever reason, the, there's a local uh, uh, grocery store that does uh, what they call points. Obviously, uh-huh. you know points are normal or universal, uh, but they do that for different uh, bonuses. And one of the bonuses you can do is a discount on petrol when you go to their branded gas stations. If you buy so many, if you get so many points from like shopping there or whatever, in a given month you can get uh, discounts per liter per gallon for uh, buying mm-hmm. gas. Mm-hmm. And so I usually only buy Steam gift cards uh, at uh, GameStop because they stopped selling them at that local grocery store. Uh, but when I need a gift card for something else randomly, either for like a well, we had the holidays, you know, for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of my relatives don't like actual gifts anymore. They just want the gift cards, so I'll buy the gift cards, get the bonus points for gas, and then just buy cheap gas when I fill up my tank on my car. But past that, no, I don't know. The, the Actually, I do know. The last time I bought anything at a GameStop was when I bought the NES Classic. Hmm. And that Wait. was a while ago. When, when was that, roughly? When did that come out? <sighs> Two years ago? Uh, year no, ago? they did, they did a, um, a refresh of the NES Classic because they weren't sure... Um, when, and I bought only bought it because I wasn't sure when the last time I was actually going to do that and when they were going to actually have a relaunch. Mm-hmm. So it was like easily a good four or five months ago. Okay. Uh, I just actually remembered when I last went in game. 
and it was in 2013, 2014, sorry, uh, to buy the Lego Marvel superheroes on the Xbox One, and that was £50, mm-hmm. and then I thought, like, I can't buy games like this press for, throughout this generation, uh, which, damn, that's, that was six years ago, so uh, they haven't had my my uh, um, services for a while, so, or me in there for a while buying stuff, so, um, yeah, I can't believe I bought that game for so much money, but it was so long ago, so... Uh, cool. What else do you want to talk about? Well, my third and final divorce of 2018 is Ubisoft divorcing itself from Steam platform on the PC. Mm. Uh, this was and announced. Married few... to uh, Epic Games. Yeah, this was yeah. announced uh, a few days ago. Uh, if you want to play The Division Two on the PC, you can only buy it through the Epic Game Store. Um, now. If you remember, and if you're a big fan of the podcast, you remember back in July of 2018, I brought up the issue to where uh, the Epic Games Store was revamping its revenue sharing program. It was going from a 70-30 split to a 88-12 split, uh, to where the develop to where Epic was only taking 12% of the revenue, and the developers themselves were getting 88%. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that can't do the quick math. Um, for let's say a sixty dollar game, I mean technically fifty nine ninety nine, but you know let's call it sixty dollars to make the math easier. Sure. For every sixty dollar game they sell on the computer platform, that's an extra seven dollars and twenty four uh, twenty cents in for Ubisoft. Which even if you know, I mean, granted, Division Two is going to sell a lot regardless. Let's say the con- the non console sales just on the PC alone. Let's say that's a million dollars, a million units. You know, it's going to sell more than a million units total, but let's say just a million units for just the PC. That's still another $7.2 million, and that's only for the basic version. That's count, not counting, like, the the Ultra version, the Super Ultra version, the Super Ultra Deluxe bonus version, the Super Ultra Deluxe version gold, whatever bonus crap they throw in yeah. on those games. I remember, that one is of them, a, was one of them called, like, the Phoenix version or something? Yeah, something like you, that. I those out uh, a couple months back, yeah. It's like $100, but regardless of that, that's still a lot of money that they're getting for basically switching platforms from Steam to Epic. Now, granted, the downside of that is you have to have the Epic installer on your con- on your computer, and then you have to follow whatever terms of service and whatever that right. Epic has. Yeah. I honestly personally don't know because I don't have Epic installed because there's not a game that's been on Epic that I've ever bought. Um, but it can't be any worse than like Origins or Fallout 76's proprietary thing that they're doing with that, which I don't want to get into because, you know, why beat a dead horse? Why kick somebody when they're down? And, you know, they're down, so just we'll just leave them to the side for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, that's a huge, huge loss for Steam because a million's being conservative with the sales. You got to figure. With the higher frame rate and everything, then it's got to be higher than a million, and that's just so much money that Steam's not getting. That it's it, it's definitely going to affect their bottom line. Yep, it will do. I think you'll probably see this from more games in the in the future as well, because obviously Epic is continuing to grow uh, through Fortnite and stuff, obviously, um, and everything like that. So obviously they've got a lot of money to to spend and. Uh, maybe maybe they'll do a Microsoft and they'll go on a buying spree or, or something and they'll get a load of uh, games on the on the platform. So uh, we shall see. 
Um, one thing I want to, th- to throw in as well, which is Spider-Man getting uh, 9 million sales and uh, the PlayStation 4 getting, was it 96 or 95 million uh, uh, sales, which is getting close to the uh, 100 million. So that's that's amazing. I, I Yeah, that's that's quite an amazing number. So, But when you get to that number, does it really even matter between 95 and 96? I mean, let's mm, be honest. Yeah. Once you get past a certain number, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm assuming there will be a hundred million soon. I, like it could be six months or three months. I'm not really sure how to calculate how long that will take. Uh, the next big game, I suppose you could say, is Days Gone, which is in April. But I'm sure people will buy PlayStations in between now and then because there's you know God of War, Spider Man, or all the other games as well. So uh, and Last of Us and stuff. So <clears throat> um, yeah, congratulations, Sony. You've done a great job as well. Uh, there was one other thing I was going to throw in, uh, I've forgotten what it was, um, I got the, uh, Rocket League thing here, you said that was your last piece of news, didn't you? Yeah, that's the last thing I have. Yeah, uh, Rocket League has gone full, uh, cross-play, uh, so basically I think what's happened now is PlayStation has also stepped in, because uh, was this the same situation as, like, Minecraft and, and, uh, Fortnite, where it was Xbox, PC, and, uh, yeah, just, is it on? iOS Rocket League? I don't think it is, is it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen Minecraft. it per Minecraft se, is, but I... They had oh, the, uh, Minecraft is, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Minecraft is on the iOS. I don't think Rocket League is, just because that no. might not be the best game to control on iOS. <laughs> not on iOS, sorry. Oh. Yeah. Um, but no, I remember that, that Minecraft is, so... Uh, but, um... Yeah, Rocket League's gone full crossplay as well. Hopefully, PlayStation will get in there with uh, with PlayStation as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I was thinking over the break and stuff, like you know, with all this crossplay stuff, and people have just been like, okay, this is it, it seems to be like the norm, the normal sort of thing to do now. Um, if if you'd have gone, if you'd have re- rewound back to two thousand ten. Yeah, and gone to my high school and told that room full of boys that plays Call of Duty that they can all go home and play on the same, you know, the, the PS3 and the Xbox 360 players, they can all play uh, in the same match. That room would have would have erupted. Um, that, that like, it's so funny when you, when you look at that back in the day and stuff. Um, well, I say back in the day for my time. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Um, and you think about... Uh, like when you know you'd have someone saying oh you own an xbox now and a ps3 and your system's rubbish and that kind of stuff i mean that still happens now people still say it to people now but it was it was more you know childish at high school uh, and that sort of thing um but if you'd have gone in that room and say hey you you who plays on your on your ps3 and your friends on his xbox 360 you can be in the same match later when you go home that would have that would have just been a crazy thing to, to say to those people uh, and I remember this guy, uh, I won't say his surname, I do remember it, but I won't say his surname. This guy called Michael um, was sitting there and he was trying to tell me, like, why it would never work and why it would never happen and that kind of thing. And he said about, like, the servers crashing and stuff. And obviously things were very different back then. But, uh, yeah, that would have just been crazy. So, uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I do kind of remember when uh, the original first Xbox came out. And yeah. one of the guys that was in, not in a group that was in like my social circle, because then at that time I was fairly older. Right. Um, this was 1999, so I'm like almost a decade removed of being out of high school, which is 
in the U- in the U.S. That's uh, the school that you do before you go to university. Mm-hmm. So that's how old it was. I was almost a decade past out of that, and you know, to the start of university. He was absolutely adamant that Microsoft would not be in the video game business on a console level hmm. um, past five years. He just expected that to just crash and burn. Yeah. And I said that, you know, Microsoft does a lot of things, uh, but the one thing they don't do is they don't get into anything to fail. Uh, they might not succeed right off the bat. They might not be perfect right off the bat. Sure. Um, but they don't get into anything expecting to fail and just doing it for the sake of doing it. And now, you know, that was, what, 1999-ish? Damn. <laughs> and so we're almost 20, and then, you know, we're almost 20 years later, and Microsoft is still a valid, you know, you know number two to uh, PlayStation in terms of console gaming. Yeah. And, you know, if you add in all the PC gaming, which, let's be honest, anything on non-console is going to be on PC. There's not a whole lot of gaming on the Mac platform. Right. I would put those numbers as to almost even maybe a slightish edge to Microsoft just because of the number of PC com- uh, computers out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it would be exactly even, but it would be a lot closer than it is just based on console. Microsoft's still in it. They're still kicking around. Um, yeah, buying studios, preparing for the future. Yeah, kind of and there's yeah. several games that are PC-only exclusive if you go onto Steam. Uh, Battletech, which is one of the games I've talked about, is still a PC-only exclusive. <laughs> and one of their sister companies, uh, MechWarrior 5, just got their official announced release date for September, which is why I haven't talked about it too much, because that's September, that's quite a ways away i mean it it's not but it is um Mm -hmm. but still that's that's a game that well i won't pre-order it because outside of uh cyberpunk 2077 which i kind of just did as an impulse i'm not pre-ordering games anymore uh that is a game that will sell a lot despite the fact that it only being on pcs which is weird to say as someone with my age saying only on pcs because you know pc was the gaming until Pretty much the PS1. I mean, there was, you know, Nintendo, NES, SNES, but those are two separate worlds. They didn't really interconnect on any level at all, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of technically pre-orders, uh, I'm just going to read an updated list uh, that I had. This is the coming soon list. This isn't the uh, current renting list that I have. Uh, so you've got Resident Evil 2, 25th, um... You've got Kingdom Hearts 3, the 29th. Two games that I'm absolutely going to dip my toe in. Will I finish both of them? Will I finish one of them? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, But it's definitely two games that I'm oddly excited for. I'm oddly excited for both of those. Where, like, if you would have asked me a year ago, I probably wouldn't have had much interest. Um, But after playing the the Resident Evil 2 demo, I'm definitely wanting to give that uh, quite a good try. Uh, Child of Light and Valiant Hearts, which is a bundle. Um, I wanted to play Child of Light on uh, Switch. I've played and completed Valiant Hearts. Did you ever play that? I played it on Xbox when it was the games of gold. I never yeah. completed it. I don't know why. It just kind of fell off the radar mm. and just never got picked up. So. Oh. Oh, I quite loved it. I thought it was uh, quite fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, so that's the 1st of February in a Metro Exodus. This is where things get a bit more uh, packed, you could say. Uh, Metro Exodus 15th of February, Far Cry New Dawn 15th of February, Jump Force uh, 15th of February, Anthem 
22nd of February, Trials Rising on Switch, 28th of February. Uh, Left Alive. Left Alive is a game I didn't know about until two-ish weeks ago. Uh, it's basically using the same art style as Metal Gear, uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain, but it's a, a new studio and stuff. I think one of their art directors, one of Konami's old art directors, left uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> and uh, he might have. Jo- I think he joined this new company, whoever's developing this game, I, I can't remember their name. Um, and he's working on that, but that looks kind of interesting. And then Division Two, March fifteenth, and Sekiro, uh, twenty second of March. So that's a lot of stuff for March and February. But uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Metro, if you're a big Metro fan, you haven't pre-ordered it yet, and you're in need of a uh, upgrading your console, uh, they just announced on Friday a new console bundle for Xbox One X. You get uh, Metro Exodus, uh, Metro 23, and Metro Last Light. Basically, those two games is a redux. All part of the bundle for the price that you would normally play for an Xbox One X. So you basically get three games free. Um, I don't know if that bundle is outside of the U.S., but uh, that is, at least inside the U.S., that is a bundle. Okay. So it's a normal $4.99 price that you would pay for, a Met- uh, for an Xbox One X. But you're getting all the Metro games as a digital download free. Nice. And then Game Pass is pretty cheap. So is it still going yep. for a pound or a dollar or whatever it is? Uh, that was just a Christmas sale, but they're yeah. always having it on sale. I mean, I've bought Game Pass twice, and both times I paid $1 for it. Yeah, $1 I US. I that as well. Yeah, mine runs out on the uh, 25th. So. Mine, I think, is 17th or 18th. So, hmm. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what I'm going to be playing within the next three months or so and then obviously there's games in april that we know about and stuff but uh yeah just thought i'd read that out as well um all right i think that's all the stuff we want to talk about this week unless you've got anything else no nah, that's all i got cool nice all right uh well, welcome welcome back everybody hopefully you all enjoy the entertainment talk content uh lots of stuff out there for you to you to enjoy if you're new here you've got 600 odd uh, I think we actually just hit 700 articles uh, out there for you guys to check out and lots of stuff on the iTunes feeds and all that sort of stuff. So thank you very much for listening. Um, and yeah, we came back a little bit early, but uh, or, or earlier than we intended. We intended on the uh, the 17th for the Thursday. But um, yeah, thank you all very much for joining us and listening to our podcast. Uh, it should be a very good 2019. We have a lot of cool things to to look forward to uh if you'd like to check out all that of course entertainmenttalk.org if you'd like to write in feedback or just get in contact for any particular reason matthew at entertainmenttalk.org uh twitter and instagram are both uh etalk uk of course twitter is with an at because uh, yeah i uh, got i got basically a, a new iphone um i went back to uh, ios instead of android and uh, I've got 32 gig on this phone, so I have a lot of space, which allows me to, you know, d- download other apps that I was having to use the browser for. And one of those is Instagram, so you can follow us on Instagram and check out all the all the stuff over there. Uh, so Instagram and Twitter are both eTalk UK. <clears throat> as Robert mentioned earlier, there's the Facebook group and the Facebook page. You can join and like those as well. Uh, and there's also the email for- form on the post that you can fill out. Just put in your email and your comment in there. That will get sent to me as well. You can also go to the contact page as well. Uh, you can go to the iTunes feed page and subscribe to the, uh, the uh, different feeds in there. And of course search for Entertainment Talk uh, on your podcast services. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, there's a few options for you. Patreon.com forward slash Entertainment Talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Amazon affiliate link, as Robert also mentioned with that with Amazon earlier. Uh, if you would like to uh, shop on Amazon, 
uh, and support us as well you can use our affiliate link we'll get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra itunes feeds uh, please rate review and subscribe to the feeds that you um, are intending to use you might not watch every show that we cover which is fine but the ones that you are using please rate and review them as well that will help us get shown in the charts and then the easiest way to support us uh, word of mouth or social media any of that kind of stuff share the links retweet them like them comment all that sort of thing. You guys know how uh, the internet works. Uh, word of mouth, tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website or the iTunes feeds, and they can discover the content for themselves as well. And then they can tell their friends, and uh, it can go on and on, and we'll get more people in. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I think, everything. Oh, video games. Speaking of video games, which is why we've been here for the last hour, if you'd like to watch Robert, me, or David play different video games, me and David have got Twitch streaming channels, Robert's got one on Mixer, so if you want to see me play some PSVR stuff and uh, play in the amazing world of Astrobot, uh, you can do that as well. Have you been streaming anything lately? Uh, I've been streaming off and on on mm-hmm. uh, Twitch. It's nothing like on uh, Mixer, rather. Nothing really... Uh consistent it's you know with the holiday and everything i've been kind of off and on but i hope to get a more consistent schedule here going pretty soon cool nice uh and then david's on there of course geek town as well thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you next week or next time or whenever you hear us next thanks for listening goodbye goodbye